I have my script, so thank God yes. I can read it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Theater Talk. I'm your host, Sam Brimhall. Now, this podcast is all about theater, and if you love theater like me and all the guests on the show, make sure to subscribe. Now, I am pleased to announce our first ever guest, the amazingly talented Whitney Brandon. Hello! Hi! Okay, so welcome to the show. Thank you so, so much for having me. Um, so, how have you been? Busy, which is great. <laughs> and also it's problematic because... <laughs> Well, I mean, I love the work and I'm grateful for the work, but there is a culture of you're only valuable if you're working, which is a lie. And so I'm trying, (laughs) I am trying to find a little bit more balance, um, but it certainly keeps me out of trouble being busy. Yeah. Um, Well, would you mind telling us what you're working on? Sure. Um, Okay, so this year has been show after show after show. I just got finished. Um, I'll just start from like the summer and then what I'm working on right now. Uh, I was at the Texas Shakespeare Festival in Kilgore, Texas, and I directed the Music Man as well as choreographed it and was also their festival choreographer. So that means, Mm -hmm. and they're a repertory theater. So that means that, you know, it's four shows, five shows happening at the same time. And like the set rotates. Oh. It's it's bananas. Um, and our rehearsals rotate. So um, I also got to choreograph The Tempest and Nell Gwynn, which is a show mm. that I just fell in love with. I had never read it or seen it before. Um, mm-hmm. check Nell Gwynn out if you don't. Um yeah. it, it's it's a play, but it actually is a musical. There's so much oh. music in it. Um, but I think the rights state it's a play, but I don't mm. I, I think it's lying. um but I got back from Texas um to Memphis where I have my home and began immediately going into um something rotten at Playhouse on the Square rehearsals and I'm directing and choreographing that show so excited to see that I'm excited for you to see it I want (laughs) to I'm excited to sit in the audience and see people laugh (laughs) I've actually never seen something rotten and Excellent. I've never seen a show at Playhouse, so I'm excited for it to be like my first show to watch there. So I hope that it will be the perfect introduction to Playhouse on the Square for you. Yeah, um, I've heard a lot about Playhouse, so I know they're really they're really good. So I'm excited for that one. Technical right, difficulties. Yeah, <laughs> we love those. Um, so first question is, what is your favorite show that you have done, junior or adult? When you're asking this question, are you meaning favorite show I have performed in or favorite show that I've gotten to direct and choreograph? Whatever. Yeah, whatever. whatever. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say Priscilla, Queen of the Desert at Playhouse on the Square. Um, It was uh, several years ago, but it was kind of a big homecoming. I had been really sick um, for a while and had to come back from New York and I had heart surgery, got a pacemaker put in and then had to like slow down and focus on myself and get healthy again. Mm -hmm. And Priscilla was my first show back at Playhouse Mm -hmm. and they were so lovely and welcoming. And the show is adorable and lovely and heartfelt. And it was also the last time I got to be on stage with David Foster, who Mm -hmm. was an incredible beloved Memphis performer. Mm -hmm. Um, And that cast was incredible. So that was my favorite show. That's amazing. I really like that. Um, So next question is, if you could co-star with anybody, like anybody, who would it be? Okay. If my fiance Danny hears this, he's going to be (laughs) absolutely shocked because normally I'd say some, you know, like, um, like Michael Severus or some (laughs) fabulous acclaimed Broadway performer, but I'm gonna say Danny Crow, my fiance, he is a professional performer. He um, is up at Surflight right now on a two or three contract show contract. So he's there until like October. Mm -hmm. Um, And watching him for the past couple of years become just, you know, when you have a friend or like somebody that you're in a relationship with, or it's like a sibling and Mm -hmm. 
you like watch that person get better and better yeah. at what they do. Um, but they were already good to begin with. Yeah. That's kind of been my journey watching Danny professionally, as opposed to like my personal life with Danny, but watching his mm. work just get better and better and better is yeah. so inspiring. And I think it would be really fun because he and I are very different work style people. Like we love mm. to work, but I am very anxious and I want things to be perfect and I need yeah. things to be prepared. And mm -hmm. I don't like when people try to make me break on stage and he is the exact <laughs> opposite. He's very prepared, but he's also like chaotic evil. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I think that that would be fun. My siblings don't really like theater. So I just like, whenever I'm on stage, I'm like thinking, you know what? I think they, they love the show. They're proud of me that I've gotten better and better throughout the year. Yes. Yes. It's so that's one of my favorite things in the entire world. And what I love about North Mississippi and Memphis talent is watching your friends and amazing mm -hmm. people just get better and better yeah. and better. It's the, I want to just cheerlead everyone from the top <laughs> of my lungs. It's so much fun. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, I was in a uh, music man uh, right before Newsies with the Soto Family Theater. Yes. And it was so funny because we were back while well, I wasn't doing it, but backstage, the person playing um, Harold Hill mm -hmm. was trying to make Alexis, who was playing Marion, break character on stage. No. And I like, luckily she was like in the back. So like nobody would really see it, but still it was so funny. Like you could see her like crack a little smile. I like, I'm all for it, but also like, maybe not, maybe not, <laughs> but it was so funny. That stuff makes me so nervous. I understand why people do it, kind of, but I'm not brave enough. <laughs> like my deepest fear is getting in trouble. Yeah. And my entire career has been about, okay, how do I not get in trouble? I become the boss. Yeah. So, but I'm still so scared <laughs> all the time of getting in trouble. So yeah. I'll never be the one to like, try to make somebody break on stage I'll watch other yeah. people do it and like just shriek in horror inside <laughs> my own brain <laughs> this is not one of the questions but I want to ask you uh, sure. what has been your like biggest technical like wardrobe difficulty like oh, anything Lord. that has gone wrong so many I mean it's live theater that's part of the that's part of what being a theater junkie is mm -hmm. uh being addicted to live theater because it's like we're athletes and things go wrong because mm -hmm. we're doing eight shows a week or four shows a week yeah. depending on whatever schedule you're on and so of course things go wrong I mean like I've done a back handspring into a piano like I hit my head on the piano uh during the last performance of cabaret I'm up there singing mine hair and I can mm -hmm. like I have this I'm up on this chair yeah. you know we have the um you know I'm up on this chair and I've, I'm spreading my arms out wide. I'm like doing this like crazy note at the end and I can just feel my corset in the back, just ripping away from the zipper. Oof. And I thought it was going to be lights out. Like I just, I thought oh. we were headed for imminent disaster, but <laughs> somehow pulled it together. I, that's oh. the tip of the iceberg there have been so many I mean set pieces falling um I've had that happen yeah lines <laughs> like like electrics coming in early <laughs> I always hate that I'm like that was not a part of the show but just keep going but for oh, yeah. me for me um during music man it was our last show and I go from one costume, 15 second change to another costume. Oh, bless. And I have a tie and it wouldn't come off. <gasps> so I was trying to get my tie off, wouldn't come off. I had to get another vest and a jacket on and then I had suspenders. So I went on stage with the tie and the suspenders showing because I couldn't get my jacket on. I was like, okay, we're what just gonna, gonna pretend. Yeah. yeah, I was just like yeah. in my head, I was a police officer that just did this, just did the dance and kept going. Um, exactly. And I, luckily I did have a time um, on stage where I could like hide behind somebody and I'd like click it off and right. put it in my pocket. Um, but during Newsies, it was so funny. And they recorded Newsies uh -huh. and they, this is actually in the recording. 
somebody's skirt fell off during a pretty face oh no and it was so funny because I like couldn't stop laughing it was sad but funny at the same time oh I've had like I have three and there's the last one is I was doing a show and one it wasn't a musical and we had a set piece and the villain of the story was like kind of like dead on the ground mm-hmm. and the set piece fell on his head oh my gosh and luckily it wasn't like a huge set piece, so he wasn't like okay. badly injured I'm, ass- I'm assuming since we're talking about it like yeah he's okay um, he's totally fine he's not dead he's okay good 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 good, good, good good he's continued to do shows at the theater also he's like he's in one right excellent. now excellent so he's perfectly fine but it was everybody was laughing about it and it was just really funny um I was actually really proud of myself because the director literally said I'm proud of you Sam for not breaking character because everybody else broke character and like just laughed about it so it's like good for you yeah stay in it stay in the scene oh oh I forgot okay hold on here's the worst one here's the worst one okay so I'm in I'm playing Corey Bratton in Barefoot in the Park most of the play is just two people in an apartment yeah that's it's nuts towards the third act and this is what drives me absolutely bonkers there was glass on stage like some of the props were glass which is like Mm -hmm. a huge no no why are you why no 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 but anyway so something happened the set rebounded I think a door shut the set rebounded and all of that glassware went all over Mm -hmm. the stage and we still had the rest of that act and I'm barefoot oh no so I mean we made it work we made it work um I I figured it out I mean that's what again I love live theater (laughs) because that is a bananas thing to deal with at work (laughs) like that's a bananas thing to deal with at work (laughs) we we had like a lot of broken glass with newsies too no glass on stage no glass luckily it wasn't on stage but it did get on a set piece backstage um but we were moving we were trying to get it set um because we had the bridge for a scene and they took out the bridge at that part but they didn't oh, tell the, the you love us. song yeah yeah oh, wait, no it was the one where snyder was going after jack killing oh yes 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 and so night of the spider i actually played that role <laughs> that was really fun <gasps> oh, oh my gosh yay <laughs> and we needed the bridge but they didn't tell us that they had cut the bridge so they were trying to get it out and as they were maneuvering the stairs it hit one light bulb broke it hit another light bulb broke that one and then when they were trying to take it out of where it was it broke another one so we had to clean up all three light bulbs and they were like the long ones oh no triple light bulb carnage oh gosh it was awful and then we had a ghost lamp and when it was set backstage it fell and the light bulb broke on that too so we had like four broken light bulbs during the whole show so yeah live theater is always so much fun but a lot of it's ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) it's ridiculous but anyway um so third question is what was your favorite role you have played so far um sally bowles and cabaret Mm -hmm. just because um everybody thinks that that role is um she's like the heroine of the story and she's not she's the villain yeah so um and I was really lucky that my director Dave Landis um who I'm weirdly directing right now which is (laughs) in a very weird turn of events um but he he let me play her at like off of what's written in the book that she is not a very good singer yeah so we did that entire role where I didn't use any mix and I didn't use any vibrata. All the notes were on pitch, but like we let my voice go real ugly and it was so (laughs) liberating. (laughs) I feel like that's like when you're on stage, you got to like, you know that you got to sing well because you're singing for a show. Mm -hmm. So I feel like even though they're on pitch and everything, not singing it totally perfect is always so much fun. Yes. Yes. It, Mm -hmm. It was, it, it feels like you're like 
up there, you know, those dreams that you have where you're like in front of the class and you're like in your underwear or yeah. like there's something wrong. Like if you feel very exposed, yeah, it felt vi- like I had to like psych myself up and be like, okay, mm-hmm. let's, let's just show everybody that I don't necessarily care how my voice sounds. It's about the story. Yeah. So that was really liberating and fun, but also scary. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's another thing is I would be thinking, what if people think that I'm just not good and that's that's their thing. Yeah, that's been the lovely thing about being, uh, you know, traveling from my 20s to my 30s as mm-hmm. a performer is that my 20s I feel was encapsulated in fear of, oh, are they going to think this? Or yeah, that magical they, um, our casting director is going to think this. Or is this director that I'm auditioning for in New York going to think this? Mm-hmm. Uh, what about this audience over here in Brooklyn? What yeah. are they going to think if I and you know, living my life like that just limited me and made me scared and I didn't take risks and life isn't fun unless you're mm. taking risks and playing parts on stage isn't fun unless you're taking risks. Yeah. So it's I'm glad fun. that I've grown out of that, but I, I know that feeling deep in my bones because mm. I had it for a long time. Yeah. There was, um, I did Legally Blonde and I was like, I, love I kept show. watching it. Um, I kept watching the Broadway recording of it. And I was like, oh, I want to be like over-exaggerating with my line that I have. So I was like, okay, what's the best way I can do this? And I did it well, but the more I thought about it, I was like, I wish I had done it bigger because I feel like it would have done better. And I was like, hmm, I wish I could go back and do it better, even though it already had done well. Right. And it's like more of a, if I open myself up to do more, I have more fun instead of kind of like keeping myself in more of like a tight space of not getting to do as much with what I have. Sure, sure. And, you know, I'm lucky that I know what it's like on the other side of the table as a director. Like, I love when people come into a rehearsal and they go big and crazy because then Mm -hmm. I get to like Edward Scissorhands and shape (laughs) it down to fit the storyline or the Mm -hmm. aesthetic or the mood or whatever we're doing. But constantly being like more and more and more and more and more yeah. from people just gets exhausting and not fun mm. I always hear um, be over exaggerating with it and it's better be told it's better to be told bring it down than push it up sure so. sure I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't focus on over exaggerating it's making the strongest choice in yeah. the moment like going for the outrageous choice going mm-hmm. for the scary choice going yeah. for the big choice going for the tiny cho- you know what i mean like mm-hmm. as long as it's a strong choice yeah uh then we have something to work with you know <laughs> <laughs> okay so our next question is what is your least favorite role you have played um i love this well mm, let me answer it this way Reno Sweeney and anything goes was a challenging Mm -hmm. role to play um the ending of the show didn't get any um you know it's a golden age musical Mm. so it got real racist at the end (laughs) and I didn't feel super comfortable about that but Mm. I also was in a bad place mentally so like that whole experience just kind of got yeah. Mm. Um, but I love that that character gets to belt and she's sassy yeah. and she gets to tap dance. Like I love all of those things, but mm-hmm. for some reason that show just didn't hit right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So next question is, what is? Oh, that. Yeah. What is your dream role? Okay. I'm stating this out loud into the universe. <laughs> I am coming for all of your male villain roles. All of them. I, I've yelled for years that I want to be Captain Hook. I want to be Squidward. Like, give me all your male presenting villain roles. They're mine. Nom, nom, nom. I want them. I want to see you as Squidward. That would be amazing. <laughs> but, um, so that is just all of the male roles yeah. um, that are villains. And I would love at some point, and I've got, you know, a long time to do this as well. Uh, Velma Kelly in Chicago would be really fun. I love that. If any theater could get the rights to it Mm -hmm. right now, you know what I mean? Right now. Did you hear about that church doing Hamilton? I saw some videos and I was too scared to click on them. It was so funny. So they performed Hamilton um, and like, like 
people paid to see it at the church uh, and they posted it on YouTube. But then they took down, would... yeah, they took down the videos, they took down the tickets, but they might get sued for doing of that because it's, of course they will. Does not have rights out. But I saw a video of them singing and it was awful. Oh no. Well, bless their hearts. I mean, yeah. At least they and they're in a church. So, I mean, I think yeah. they'll be taken care of. So yeah. their hearts are blessed. But it was, <laughs> it was absolutely hilarious. And the, the person playing the king forgot the lines on the song. No. So he was literally standing there like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll be. Mm. <laughs> and then like just picked it up da, and da, kept da, going. Da, da. <laughs> it was so funny. Da, I was da, like, da. the costumes are good. Like. The Skylar Sisters costumes looks exactly like they were on Broadway. So right. That was good. <laughs> but I, that's so much theft. It's I know. so much I was theft. Like, just, no. This is like apparently whoever put this together was not thinking. No. I mean, I was like in my head, I was like, the rights to the show aren't out. They can't no. do this. Stop stealing people's intellectual property. <laughs> but yeah. Not a good idea. Was, Oh, I feel so bad for them, but I mean. <sighs> is it in but, the Bible that you reap what you sow? Is that a Bible quote or is there yeah, a, that I'm, just I like an axiom? for <laughs> I don't know. It's well, true no matter what. A... It's true yes, no matter exactly. what. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so our next question yeah. is, what is your dream show? This changes all day, every day. Um. Right now, it's just kind of been like anything Fosse, mm-hmm. anything Fosse, but also anything Shakespeare. I think that's just because that's where my head has mm-hmm. been, um, yeah. research-wise, while I've been working on the current project that I'm working on. But like, I don't know. I want to, my first, you know, non-musical show ever, I was Puck in Midsummer Night's Dream. And like, I want to do that again. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Like diving into scansion and thinking about iambic pentameter and meter and verse and stress and mm-hmm. I don't know I want I want a little bit of that back in my life <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so much fun though <laughs> I actually love I feel like more theater should do non-musical shows because they're so much fun they really um, are have you ever heard of something wicked this way comes I'm it, no tell me about it's, it it's very old um it is about a carnival that comes to this town. And it's kind of like a desert town. Like not a lot of people live there. And it's an evil carnival that uses um, mainly their carousel to turn people old to like Dope. to death. And um, it has, I was actually Jim Nightshade, which is one of the main characters in it. And then there's um, his best friend and his dad. And they have to like take down this carnival. And um a part of it is like my character was like carefree, didn't care if he got into any trouble, always that kind of thing. And it was like so much fun. And it was just all about that. And like, yeah, the carnival kept coming after them. Like they wanted to get rid of them because, you know, they were a threat to them. It right. was just so much fun. And it just like seemed like such a fun thing to do. So. Yeah, there's there's a lot you can explore in a non-musical mm-hmm. that is worth growing up doing or like yeah. getting to do as a community or as mm-hmm. a professional. So yeah. I'm all for balance. <laughs> okay, so our next question is probably one of my favorites is what show has taught you a great lesson? Okay. Um, I've got two answers for this. Sorry, I'm long-winded. <laughs> That's what you get for talking to a director, <laughs> sorry. Um, so Here's a trauma- here's the traumatic answer. Okay. So I did uh, the Broadway Theater Project in Florida with Ann Ranking and Deb McWaters. Mm. Um, and this was like when I was a junior in high school and I spent the summer out there and it was incredible. I mean, Ben Vereen taught us, um, George Hamilton. I mean, it was nuts. It was nuts, the guest mm. artists that we had. And I was in rehearsal for like a specialty piece and I was super excited. Mm-hmm. Um, that I was just chosen to be in the room. Yeah. And Deb was setting choreography and I was in formation and I was trying to get clarity on a step. And so I turned to the dancer next to me and I said, you know, is this on the left or the right foot? Mm. And Deb 
yelled at me for, you know, interrupting the rehearsal, although I thought mm. I was being quiet. And, you know, I said, I'm so sorry. I was just trying to get clarification on, and she goes, you know, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And she turned to me and goes, don't be sorry. Just don't do it again. And I went, okay, that's totally boss. <laughs> and it's something I've kind of like carried around, like as a, if I could like flip open my skull and like tattoo <laughs> that quote, don't be sorry, just don't do it again. And then like lower it back. Like that's how I feel like I've <laughs> walked through every rehearsal since. And I that may that. be why I'm terrified of being in trouble. <laughs> it's maybe, because of the maybe. legendary Demi Waters. Um, but I'm glad that we are getting out of the habit of being snippy with people in rehearsal because that's mm -hmm. not the best way to get a product. Yeah. But that that was a, a total boss memory. <laughs> um, but also uh, doing hairspray. The first time they ever did hairspray, this was a billion years ago at Playhouse. Um, Shory Walker was the choreographer. Dave Landis was the uh, director. And we were talking about something and then Shory just told me to do things, like not to do things to prove to her or to Dave, mm -hmm. to do things for myself. Like, yeah, you want to do a good job for yourself, not to prove something, like prove that you deserve to be in the room to the director or the choreographer. Mm -hmm. That's not the point. Um, and I just, like a light bulb went off in my head and I went, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's Definitely. let's start doing things for myself rather than mm -hmm. for other people's approval. Yeah. Oh, I love that one. That's one of my favorites. I always, a good always get that. Like, I always am nervous about auditions. And then it's, mm. I always hear, like, I hear this from my voice teacher the most, is it doesn't matter if you mess up or if you do terribly, as long as you do the best you can and mm. do what you have learned and you try your best, it, that's all that matters. And that's, I always have that in my head when I'm auditioning. Yeah. I'm like, if I'm nervous, that's okay. Just do my best and use my Absolutely. nerve to push myself and do the best I can. Yes. Yes. Using what you've got in the moment. And, you know, another caveat to that, because that's such a good piece of advice is the best that you can do at that time. Mm -hmm. So like if you go into an audition and it, you know, there are a couple of issues like, oh, that note was sharp or yeah. I took a breath in the wrong spot and didn't continue the phrase mm -hmm. or like I, I tripped over my high heel yeah. walking in to slate, like whatever. Um, obviously that performance wasn't the best that I could do. So it's not like I was doing my best, but mm -hmm. I did the best that I could mm -hmm. at that time with yeah. those circumstances. So that's mm -hmm. anything that can cut yourself more slack, especially with auditions. Auditions are a whole mm -hmm. different beast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think um, the best way to like kind of get rid of your nerves is like a lot of people always just tell me like I get a lot of feedback from people. So yeah. a lot of people tell me just like take deep breaths Mm -hmm. and relax your body like don't be super tense because that kind of yeah. like messes up your voice oh yeah and I always just like on my way there I'll like take deep breaths and all that kind of stuff um so I just like make sure that I'm not like super stressed out about it so deep breathing is like a superpower it really mm -hmm. works yeah okay Huzzah! we're back, we're back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay um I'm just gonna pick up where we were. Uh, yeah, we're just gonna pick up where we were. Okay, so next question is: How would you describe theater to a? That's not the question. How would you describe theater for a non-experienced person? Okay, so here's how I describe theater to somebody that like maybe doesn't know mm -hmm. exactly what it's about: is that it is a mirror that we hold up to the audience. Mm -hmm. So it's telling stories and revealing yeah. truths to the people that are mm -hmm. sitting there and observing it. Yeah. Um, and it's about creating, it's not about answering big questions. It's about mm -hmm. asking big questions mm -hmm. and letting people decide on their own what they think, yeah. um, which is sorely lacking um, these days, especially mm -hmm. in this country where it's not about I'm right. This is my point of view. And this yeah. is it. It's about asking questions and being mm -hmm. uh, critically 
thoughtful. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing that I often say to people who ask me what it's like to do what I do and they don't do it as well, Mm -hmm. theater, is that I get paid to do stuff on stage that if I did them not on stage, I would get arrested or put (laughs) into like a mental health facility. (laughs) Like I get to do bananas stuff on stage like all of these crazy stunts rolling over like wheels falling off of scaffolding fighting Mm. people yelling um often like ripping i mean it's just nuts it's nuts the stuff that we get to do so Mm. uh we get to get away with murder and get paid for it yeah so next question is if you could go to any award show for free, which one would it be? I know I'm supposed to say the Tonys, but I'm not going to. Um, I'm not much of an awards mm-hmm. person. I think that they're lovely and I love honoring people. Mm-hmm. I do not like the competitive aspect of it mm-hmm. only because I am a high, like me popped out into this world, super yes. competitive. Yeah. I love auditions because I like going in and being like, and dominating. (laughs) Like that is my shadow self. So (laughs) I've had to like kind of reframe that into Mm -hmm. support and networking and kindness. So I like going and cheering other people on. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not going to lie. I get a little evil about winning awards just on the inside. Like I get really excited because Mm -hmm. what we do is hard work. So I would choose to go to the MTV, uh, like music awards, because Mm. I don't have a dog in that fight. (laughs) And the fashion. Oh, Sam, the fashion. Mm -hmm. That's what I love about awards is just multiple dresses and shoes, Mm -hmm. shoes, shoes. (laughs) What what would yours be? I don't know. To be honest, I like the Met Gala. I mean, no, it's not really an award oh, show. Yeah, yeah, but the Met Gala as an yeah. event. As an as oh. an event, I would pick the Met Gala, but to be honest, I like the Tonys for the performances. That's really the only reason yes. I would want to go. Yes. Because I feel like it doesn't really matter about the red carpet because you're not there technically for the red carpet. You're there to like award people and, you know, give like claps to people. Yes for the amazing things that they have done so to celebrate would, the year yeah, that has been would, on broadway I would yeah the tonys to like get to see the performances and just see the amazing people getting what they deserve for mm. doing so amazing and what they do so right that's a good um, answer <laughs> okay so next question is what is one line from any show that you think applies to the real world um I think this is, I don't know. I think this is based on what I'm currently working on Mm -hmm. Uh, or at least my summer into what I'm working on. So it's more Shakespeare. Um, Claudius's line from Hamlet, when sorrows come, they come not single spies, but in Mm -hmm. battalions. Yeah. And truer words (laughs) have not been said, you know, especially dealing with what we've gone through for the past couple of years as like Mm -hmm. a culture, as a world, as a civilization. you know, it's not just one bad thing. It's, it piles on and yeah. it takes endurance and uh, auditioning over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And even if you're the very best of the best, only getting yeah. 10% callback, yeah. like that's the statistic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's about endurance and perseverance. And mm-hmm. um, that's my, that's my line. Yeah. It applies. Really I really <laughs> like the that world. one. i don't i don't have one in mind and like i don't think i could even think of one but for some reason whenever i hear this question i think of legally blonde what a lovely show to think of hold on what's the quote um it's not even like it doesn't even really apply but it's what comes to my mind is the exercise gives you endorphins and endorphins make you happy and happy people (laughs) just don't kill that that's like my favorite line is a cute, cute thought. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> I love doing that show. That was like a really fun show. That was actually my first show to set up in a theater. And it was like really? an absolute blast to do. So yeah. I really like that. But like that doesn't even apply to real life. It's just like my favorite line from that show. 
So. That's all it needs, you know, as long <laughs> as it tickles your heart, <laughs> that's all that matters. Yeah. Okay. So our next question is, would you rather be in a Broadway show or a movie musical? Show, show, show. <laughs> um, I've gotten to do, you know, I've gotten to do a movie. I was in the blind side. Um, I've done lots of commercials over the years, a lot more when I was younger and like with an agency colors. Mm. Um, and be, and I've also directed four or five music videos. Now being on set mm -hmm. is not fun when you are used to being a theater yeah. performer where it's just like, go, 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 go. Mm. So a movie musical is just going to be so much waiting yeah. and being in the trailer and like being at the craft services table. Like I, yeah. I am not about that life. <laughs> I am. <clears throat> I'm actually really excited about this. I'm making my own movie. And <gasps> as a theater kid, I'm like, dang, this is gonna be really different because it's, I'm used to being backstage and being on stage and like always having to be in the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not there, then it's going to be messed up. With a movie, it's more of a, okay, if you didn't make it, go back, redo mm -hmm. it, get it right. I feel like it's just so different because, like, another thing is movies take a while to make. Yes. Even though that you, ha you have, like, unlimited time. Well, not really unlimited. But you have a lot of time to get things right, especially, like, with bigger movies, like Marvel movie kind of things. But mm -hmm. with a production you have a lot of things to get done with a smaller amount of time and it gets it gets done and it is amazing yeah. all the time and that's something I love about uh, live theater is just even though you have this amount of time you do what you can you get it done and you do your best and yes. if it doesn't go right that's fine just do it better next time and yes, I just like exactly. that's like one of my favorite parts of live theater is just you know doing your best and putting on a show so exactly and like people are watching it in real time. And I feel like that's always amazing too. There's a certain connection. There's this kind of like, I don't know, our entire history as human beings, you know, we started out as storytellers around a fire mm -hmm. and there is just something about performing a story and the cycle of putting that into the room and then the audience receiving it and sending mm -hmm. energy back. Like, yeah there's a community aspect to it that I think is incredibly therapeutic and powerful mm. and movies are wonderful, but yeah. there's just nothing like the absolute sorcery mm -hmm. of live theater. Yeah. I always, um, a lot of people tell me this, that like live theater and like the people who are performing feed off of the energy of the audience, because like we can be like kind of not as energetic um on stage during like a rehearsal mm -hmm. but then like once like people are clapping and they're cheering and they're like super loud about things we just like take that energy and it like gives us more energy to go on stage because we know that oh, people yeah. are loving it and we know that you know that they want to see the show and it just like helps us boost our energy to want to do better for those people so oh yeah I always it's, love it. it's a always form amazing. of communication that mm -hmm. energy exchange yeah. yeah it's it's pretty cool it's amazing that's why I think that that's kind of what I want to do with the rest of my life is just like live theater. And even though I might like want to be on TV, I feel like being on stage is where I'm always going to feel at home. So do all of the things. Yeah, there is no <laughs> there is no path anymore. There is mm -hmm. no like I only do theater. Yeah. I only am a movie person. Mm -hmm. Do yeah. whatever you want at any point mm -hmm. and you can change it. Yeah. I have a lot of dreams. I really want to do like a lot of things with my life, but I feel like with the path I'm going in right now, I feel like I can definitely do it, but I do like want to stick to theater a lot more, but I sure. want to do a lot more things. And I feel like it's always amazing to have different things that you can get to do. That's why I'm doing my own movie and like doing that stuff because it gives me a chance to see how I would like directing and then yes I'm on stage so like show me how I like being on stage and like doing acting and all that kind of stuff and I just love that we get to decide what we want to do with our lives and we get to do it ourselves yeah and not like have somebody else choose what we do our, for ourselves so yes I enjoy that too and the more that you reach out into different genres of art mm -hmm. it informs your theater like 
the movie that you're going to be doing will yeah. inform your theater work and your theater work will inform this movie that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Like all of these things come back yeah. and just make you like stronger and better and more yeah. artistic and mm -hmm. yeah, more empathetic and yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just amazing. Hold up. Did we skip, did we skip a question? Did we? Um, lunch with a Broadway star. Oh, I guess we did. Oops. <laughs> okay. We're going <laughs> to circle back to that one. If you could have lunch with any Broadway star, who would it be? Patty LaPone. <laughs> no explanation needed. <laughs> None. You're like, that's why you're like, wait, we skipped a question. This is an important question. We need to answer it. It did deserve, Patty needed yeah. a shout out. Yes. <laughs> okay, now we can go back. Um, what Broadway or non-Broadway star do you look up to the most? Um... And ranking is always on my mind. Mm -hmm. um, an incredible artist, um, incredible choreographer, mm -hmm. uh, incredible dancer. Um, and she blazed a path that was truly hers, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, Amazing. So I look up to her for being herself. Mm -hmm. That's really amazing. I like that one. That's a good one. Yeah, thank you. Okay. So we have a few more questions. We have two more questions. Yes. Um, first is what made you realize theater is what you love to do? I think, I don't know. I really like hard work. I think it's a coping mechanism mm -hmm. because <laughs> I think it's a defense <laughs> mechanism because I haven't figured out exactly how to be happy and stillness, mm -hmm. you know what I yeah. mean? Like, or to be comfortable being bored. Mm -hmm. So I love theater because it's doing all of the things at the same yeah. time. It is stimulus overload, mm -hmm. but also it's the people. Yeah. It is the, you know, theater is, we become this really weird patchwork, mm -hmm. deeply connected family. Yeah. Um, That really is the net that catches. Mm -hmm um catches each other and supports each other so it's because it's home mm -hmm. I always during like when COVID started I was like I don't know how I'm gonna deal with this like not yeah. doing a show for eight months was hard yeah. because it's just like it's I always get to be I like get to be around people who love doing the things I love to do I make friends I have fun and it's just I get to do what I love and I was mm -hmm. like this is difficult I don't know if I can deal with this and then it was just like, as soon as I got to do another show after COVID, I was like, thank you, God, for saving me from just not being able to do what I love. Because like, yeah. if I quit theater, I don't know if I could ever like continue with life. <laughs> so no, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to leave behind something that is so like, just in your bones. It's mm -hmm. like in your marrow. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that pandemic is yeah difficult I'm glad that we're um we're on the side of it I know mm -hmm. it's not over but I'm glad we're on the side of it where we've kind of yeah. figured out how to get back on stage because I don't mm -hmm. know about you Sam but like the first time that I got back into a theater and I heard the orchestra playing mm -hmm. I just cried <laughs> I just cried because it's just not mm -hmm. there's nothing like it yeah I feel like um this is actually like a really special moment for me is the last show I cried in was when I did Bye Bye Birdie the first time. And um, that was before COVID. And I like mm -hmm. bawled my eyes out because I was so sad. And I knew it was my last show because that was like in March when it was like pretty much starting. Was that the and one that we worked on? It was not the one. It was, it was the one before that. Yeah. Got and it. then when we came back and I did Bye Bye Birdie with y'all, that was another, like, that was like really special because I was like, wow, I'm actually starting to get back into theater and it's just so amazing. But when Newsies ended, it was like just such a special moment to know that I had finally gotten back to where I love and I'm just doing more and more shows each year. And I had made like so many connections with so many people that mm -hmm. it was just like so hard to say goodbye that I literally cried for five, like five days after the show had ended. Oh, hon. And when the show had ended, because I was just so sad to say goodbye. And I was like, yeah. I, 
why is it so hard? <laughs> it's because the loveliest people mm-hmm. end up doing theater. Yeah. Um, not to say that every single person that does theater is lovely. We have several <laughs> problematic uh, characters mm-hmm. historically, but um, as a general, it's really good, sweet, kind, lovely, entertaining, fun people mm-hmm. that are open-minded and welcoming. Yeah. So it's hard to say bye. It does get easier though, Sam. Like yes. <laughs> as you get old, I don't know whether it's just like, no, I remember when shows ended when I was younger and just having so much mm-hmm. loss. And I mean, like every scene yeah. of that last show was like, this is the last time that I'll carry yeah. out this picture. This is the last time I'll move this wall. <laughs> and like now, just because it's, I guess it's habit or I'm older and or, or I'm jaded or I'm concentrating on the next thing. Like it's literally like, all right, bye. <laughs> Y'all are all amazing. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. But I was like that. Um, a little while after a theater that I loved and they, they closed, I was doing shows and I was like, okay, we ended the show, take some pictures. Peace out. Bye everybody. I'll see you soon. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's but the feeling <laughs> I, I like try to be like not like super sad about it because like with newsies I was sad about it but I kind of like kind of quickly recovered with it because I knew I was about sure. to audition for something else sure. um I'm auditioning for sound of music with the Soto famous theater yeah I'm gonna see a lot of people like like I was in newsies with so it's even though it was not we won't get to do the show again together as like that cast it's not the last show we get to do all together. So I'm may not do that show with them again, but I'll get to do other shows with them. And that's, you know, just keep moving forward and just right. be happy that you still have those people to do shows with. So same family, new house, same yeah. family, new house. That's just mm-hmm. like show to show. Yeah. Um, okay. So our last question is yes. also another one of my favorites. What is the best piece of advice you could give to someone just starting out in theater? Okay. It is important because, you know, if somebody's starting out in theater as a performer, this Mm -hmm. is advice directly to them. Also directors too. Yeah. Also directors is that you have to really compartmentalize and Mm -hmm. separate yourself from the work, which is hard to do when, as an actor, you are the yeah. product. Mm-hmm. I'm not like a traveling salesman that sells um, vacuum cleaners. <laughs> I'm selling myself as a mm-hmm. body voice and yeah. whatever. So when you're going to audition, to audition, to audition and getting told no, 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 yes, maybe, no, mm-hmm. um, you can start to let those feelings live yeah. in your muscles and your, and your, you know, it Mm -hmm. it gets caught in your body and your joints and your soul. So separating Mm -hmm. your value um, from your product, which are the same thing, which is hard is the biggest piece of advice is like, Mm -hmm. go to therapy. Even if you think you don't need it, go to therapy. Everyone needs it. Mm -hmm. Just like pedicures and manicures are for people with hands and feet. Therapy is for people who have brains. Mm -hmm. So, so that's my advice. I definitely think that's like one of the best pieces of pieces of advice is don't let the nose bring you down and like always just even if you get said no to so many times it should just let you push yourself to be better and at some point you will get a yes and it'll probably be one of the best because um, I auditioned for two shows in a row and I got no for both of them Mm -hmm. but if I had not gotten if I like had gotten yeses for those shows I wouldn't have gone to do Music Man and Music Man was one of my favorite shows I've ever gotten to do and I'm so like looking back at it I'm like I'm so happy that they said no because I would not have gotten to do this show if they said yes so right yeah I love Music Man that was one of my favorite shows too it was awesome (laughs) (laughs) anyway so that is all the questions we have yay we do have some more for the show so, um, quick question. Have you ever pretended to win an award and do an acceptance speech? If I have, I have blocked it out from my memory. <laughs> well, um, if you don't mind, you're going to be doing that today. Okay. 
So get ready because the winner of the Tony for Best Actress is Whitney Brannon. Yeah. I know you can't, the people listening won't be able to see, but I am in <laughs> shock. I'm giving my, oh, thank you, thank you, as I'm getting up from my seat. Oh, light touch of the hand, of course, to Patty Lapone. See you at lunch. Um, and I'm making my way up to the stage. The music is kind of like settling oh, down so that I can start the speech. And no. then I would say, I would like to say thank you. Um, to the Tony Award Committee, to the American Theater Wing, um, and then to, you know, thank you to the producers, thank you to the director, thank you for the choreographer, thank you for the intimacy coach, you know, all of the people that you're supposed to list. Um, I'll say thank you to my fabulous agent um, and my fabulous manager. And the most important thing is I will say thank you to my mother who, was the best stage mom in the entire world by not being a stage mom. She just <laughs> supported. She didn't push. She mm -hmm. led by example and supported. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I'd end with a quote. So I'm ending with a quote. Um, There's nothing that can replace quality. Never settle for anything less than the best that you can do. Never settle, just be your best. And um, that's a quote from Jane Weinman that I really like. Oh, thanks, Sam. Amazing. Yeah. Don't worry, editing this, you'll have claps for everything. Oh, fabulous, <laughs> fabulous. Notice, oh, notice that. Sam, that I really couldn't, like I hate awards so much that I couldn't even like place myself actively in the role. Mm -hmm. I had to like describe yeah. what I was doing because it makes me so, itchy like emotionally <laughs> itchy but that was be... really fun thanks sam <laughs> i really like that that was amazing like i wrote down something in the script just to say but i like oh it was better than i expected <laughs> i'm glad at least i got some chuckles out of you sam good <laughs> okay well um that is all the time we have for today awesome Oh, wait, no, we got one more thing. We got one more thing. JK. Just kidding. Okay, so we are going to play a game of theater trivia. Okay, I'm going to get lots of them wrong, I think. That's so fine. this will be fast. There will be a count on the screen to know how many you got right. So, okay. Um, so the, this, these questions are all theater related. And right. <laughs> I'm not, I was going to give you a time limit, but I'm, I'm not going to give you a time limit for these questions. Okay. You have as much time as you can to answer. Okay. So let's just get started. Okay. Your first question is, which musical has the line, there are giants in the sky? Oh, that is um, obviously uh, Into the Woods. Yes. What musical features a song, If I Were a Rich Man? If I Were a Rich Man. That's Fergie. No, hold on. So that's going to be Fiddler on the Roof, babe. Yes. Who first starred as Jenna and Waitress on Broadway? Oh, well, well, freaking what's her name? Hold on. I'm going to be so mad at myself. I'm going to skip that one and call and, and say that I failed. I'm going to okay. be so mad. Uh, it is Jesse Mueller. Yes. <laughs> it's fine. You got the first three right. No, the first two right. Okay. What is the name of Annie's dog in the musical Annie? Sandy. Mm -hmm. My first job out of college was being Charles Strauss's personal assistant, uh, and he's the composer of Annie. So nice. I know Next. all about Annie. <laughs> Next question is, what is the longest running Broadway show? Cats. Mm -mm. Not anymore. Hold on, Phantom. Nope. Hold on. Wait. It's Phantom of the Opera. Phantom. Yeah. Yeah. It's Phantom now. How many Tony Awards the musical Hamilton win? Mm, it's a, it's 12. Really close. How many? 11. Dang! I was up by <laughs> one. What Broadway show features the song Dancing Queen and Honey Honey? Oh, Lord, Mamma Mia. <laughs> what was the first Broadway musical with an all-female creative team? I thought it was Waitress. But no. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, what is it? It's Waitress. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Which character in Hamilton sings the rumor it happens? Aaron Burser. Yes. Where is the musical West Side Story set? New York City. Yes. Hold on, you can't see it, but I'm snap I'm I'm snapping and jumping over my snaps. Uh who is the main character in My Fair Lady? Oh. D- hold on. Oh, gosh, I don't know that show, but I do know Audrey Hepburn. Um uh, it's hold on, Professor Higgins and Eliza. I'm saying Eliza do a little, but that's wrong. That's correct. Oh, that's correct. Yay. Okay. <laughs> Who won a Tony Award in 2017 for his role starring in Dear Evan Hansen? Oh, what's his name? I just watched one of his music videos that he put out um, for one of his like records or like one, a song that he released. What is his name? He has curly hair. He has blue eyes. Um, I'll give you the initials. BP. Yeah. Oh, Ben Platt. Yep. Benjamin Platt. There we go. Thank you. What Tony Award winning musical premiered in April 1996? Tony, okay. Tony Award winning musical 1996. So I'm guessing it won best musical that year. Yes, I think so. 96. I was in sixth grade. What is it? Rent. Oh gosh, I should have known that. We sang that soundtrack so hard at school. Both CDs of it. It was like a two CD thing. Mm. Anyway, do you know what a CD is, Sam? Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> we grew up with them. I do. I don't know. I'm not I don't that know any- young. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Um. The musical West Side Story is based on what Shakespeare play? Oh, Romeo and Juliet. Yes. What is the name of the main character in the musical Hairspray? Oh, it's Tracy Turnblatt. Correct. Which show features all that jazz? Chicago! Yes, I love that song. Amazing. (laughs) Actually, with my dance studio, we um, did, I think, a song from that one. Uh, I can't remember what it was called, though. And it was just so amazing. And I loved it. It's just. Hold on. Hum, do you remember what it went? What do you, do you remember what the song sounded like? It might have not even been Chicago. Maybe I was wrong. It was the, um, he had it coming. He had oh. it coming. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. The um, Subwalk Tango. Yeah, that was one of my favorites. It was like, I got to watch it backstage and like we had like the cell and like. Yes. Amazing. It was awesome. Classic. <laughs> Which musical takes place in the African savanna and shows the life of a young lion? The Lion King. I mean, that one's super easy. Here's a fun fact. So when I was working on Billy Elliot on Broadway, we rehearsed at, we had like this big room at Ripley Greer Mm -hmm. and right next door was uh, the Lion King rehearsal room. And so we shared the same hallway and like kind of spent years hanging Mm -hmm. out with all the Lion King. Like the wig designer from the lion king uh showed me when i had a show i was doing uh the first revival of the drowsy chaperone in new york at the gallery Mm. players since the broadway show closed and the wig designer from uh the lion king uh helped me figure out how to do a new new way of pin curling my hair it's the coolest thing that's ever happened to me (laughs) sorry go ahead (laughs) sorry i was like that's a great story i love that story what musical has the leading star named Elle Woods? Legally Blonde. <laughs> Which actor plays the male lead in the hit musical movie, The Greatest Showman? Hugh Jackman. Yeah. One of my friends- Currently that, in the Music Man right now. Yeah, yeah one of my friends said that um, he lost all respect for Hugh Jackman with when he got into Music Man because- Why? They, they supposedly- <laughs> kicked out Beetlejuice from the theater and moved into a different one okay that wasn't Hugh Jackman's fault 
I know. I was like, and plus Beetlejuice is just fine. Beetlejuice is fine now. I was like, I love that campaign though that they were like, no, but Beetlejuice. Mm -hmm. But I was like, Uh, that's not his fault. He couldn't do anything about that. Yeah, that's a very weird reason to lose respect for Hugh Jackman, who is a very sweet man. mm -hmm. I love Hugh Jackman. Sweet man. Um, how many Broadway theaters are on Broadway Street? Are on actual Broadway? Yeah. Like, like the road. I don't know Ooh. if they're on the road, but I'm pretty sure like they're all how many like in the district? Okay, yeah. yeah. On like, Broadway, like that road or in the theater district? Theater districts. Like what how many Broadway theaters are Broadway houses considered a Broadway theater? Oh, okay. Um, is it I have no idea. I should know, but I don't. It's a small it, amount. It's like it's like less than 20, right? Yeah, less than 10 well, actually. Oh, less than 10? No way. Okay, so then we must be talking about how many theaters are on no, actual Broadway. Okay, I, so I is it so. like seven? No, less. Four. Yes. Yeah, okay, four. We'll give it to you. We'll give it to you. Okay, thank you, thank <laughs> you. I think I think I just bullied you into giving me <laughs> but I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who wrote the musical? Oh, sorry. Who wrote the musical Hamilton? I mean, obviously, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yes. The Jean- <laughs> McCarthy Genius Grant recipient. And uh, the, uh, the proud, the, the, the pride of uh inwood yeah <laughs> which roger and hammerstein musical is based on anna and the king of siam as the king and i yes. yeah these are lovely <laughs> what is the name of the show that is a modern retelling of king henry the eighth and his wives six yes my my mom's friend just went to see the show on broadway did she lose I'm- her mind I don't know. She just texted me about it um, like yesterday. <laughs> she got me a shirt, so that's all that matters. Um, yes! Get that merch. Get that merch. It's one of my favorite shows, and I am I was like so jealous because yesterday Abby Mueller left the cast, mm-hmm. um, so I won't get to see her. But, um, yeah. <sighs> but anyway. I'm very sorry for your loss, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you got the shirt. Yeah. I'm excited to get it. I'm really excited. So, um, so our next question is a little bit of a multiple choice. So you have, you have like answers that you can choose from. Cool. How many colors are in Joseph's amazing Technicolor dream coat? 15, 24, or 29? 24. 29. Yes. Okay. Oh, 29. Yes, yes, yes. We'll we'll give you a half point for that one because you only have to choose twice. You're you're uh, you're being too kind, Sam. You need to be more cutthroat about these. <laughs> no, just kidding. I mean, you're really you good at this, though. Oh, thanks. <laughs> In which city is hair hairspray set? Baltimore. My friend. Good didn't morning, think, Baltimore. Yeah, that's always what I think about. I'm like, good morning, Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, that's what comes to mind. Which musical is also the name of an American state? Oklahoma, where the wind comes. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> Which musical has the uplifting line, you will be found? Oh, that's um, Ben Platt's <laughs> Dear Evan Hansen. Yes. Yeah. What Broadway show with an all-black cast broke the record for most performances? Was it? It's actually, I've never heard of this show. It wasn't bringing the noise, bringing the funk, was it? Mm-hmm. No, because that, okay, that wasn't an all black. Who, what, what was it? Shuffle Along. Shuffle Along. Okay, cool. I never cool. heard about that. I was like, I need to see that. It's amazing. Homework, YouTube. Yes. Google. What? Yes. <laughs> what was Disney's first Broadway show? The Lion King, wasn't it? No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, was it Cinderella? Mm-mm. What was it? Beauty and the Beast. Oh, 
gosh. Okay. And then our last question is, in West Side Story, what terms do both gangs agree to for the Rumble? In West Side Story, what, hold on, what, say what the rest terms, of the questions. What, oh, what terms, terms yeah, do, both, do both sides agree on? All I remember is in the gym, mambo, mambo, go. So <laughs> the terms aren't mambo. Um, is it no guns? That that Just was dance? one of the options, but no, it's not. What is it? Tell me. It's fist only. Okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. Well, I think I didn't keep count, but I'll when I when I'm editing, I'll keep count. Okay, um, excellent. But you got a good amount of the right. So that's yay. Good. Thanks, babe. <laughs> but that is now all the time we have for today. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Sam, thank you for being a wonderful host. I had a lovely very time. Awesome. I am really happy that we had you as our first guest. So I feel very honored. Thank you. <laughs> Um, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Theater Talk, and we will be back with a brand new guest and a whole lot of fun next week. Bye, guys. Yay! Bye! Good job, Sam! Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>